We are so excited that this latest message from Truth Movement Church can meet you where you are today. This message from TMC will help you to apply the truth of God's word to your everyday life. It's practical and powerful. Enjoy his word. Silas prayed. Okay, I'm going to back up again. <laughs> Say that one more time. And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed, comma, and sang praises unto God. And the prisoners heard them, and suddenly there was a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prison were shaken. And immediately all the doors were opened, and everyone's bands were loosed. Somebody shout amen. <clears throat> now, y'all know me. I wouldn't have brought you here this morning if I did not have a sermon to preach. <laughs> I, I would just call it off if I didn't have something to tell you. Uh, and I promise I'm going to get to it. But first, we get before we get to this, this sermon, I want to play a little, uh, I guess, name that tune. You know, TMC's version. Better yet, name that song from this movie. Y'all down with that? A little dry this morning. Um, so now when you get it, um, if you can't hold it back, you can blurt it out. But just raise your hand to let me know you know the song. And then I'll, I'll ask someone to tell me what the song is and what, 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 what movie it's from. More importantly, what movie did it come from? Okay? All right, let's, let's do the first one. What's the movie? Pink Panther. Good, good. All right, let's pause that one. All right, y'all one for one so far. You ready for the next one? Okay, let's do the second one. It gets, it gets more complex. Right, I got one person. <laughs> I only have one person? I have two. Oh, gosh, this is this hurtful. I have... Do I have three? <laughs> Hands still up, still raised if you got it. What is it? Oh, my gosh. Good, the bad, and the ugly. How could you miss that? Okay. All right, y'all, I think y'all one for one? No, one for two. That was pretty bad. And I'm not old, by the way. <laughs> All right, I got one that's more new. Let's do this one. You, how you feel? You don't feel good about it? Come here. No. <laughs> What? Jaws. Did the movie Jaws? Okay, okay. Y'all do y'all doing better. Are we ready? I don't think that was one. 
Okay. Y'all was about to get chill in trouble. She's supposed to be working with me. Let's do the next one. I see a lot of confusion. Yes? What is it? Yes, Superman. Superman. That is, that is the original Superman, people. Okay, okay, okay. We got some more. Hold on a second. Y'all doing better. I, I don't like the, all of the old comments. <laughs> Let's do the next one. Uh, uh-oh. Huh? Halloween. That's uh, Scary Jason's. All right. Got one more? Let's do it. I want this to play just a little bit. Just let it rock for a second or two. Y'all know what this is? Okay, because I was going to revoke your card. I'm going to give the young and a chance. What is this, Kennedy? Yes, Shaft. I raised my children right. We got another one? We got the last one? All right, let's get this one. You ready? Yeah? I like it. Star Wars. Yeah. Are you guys awake now? Good. The list of songs I played <coughs> for you um, are better known as film scores. Um, a film score is original music written for a specific movie or a specific character or scene with inside of a movie. What usually happens is that the movie producer uh, will give the script or a copy of the movie uh, to a music composer, and they are to write music to help heighten the emotion that is associated with a specific scene. So if you really start to, to, to process this, <coughs> I think you skipped one, by the way, because in my head I have another one. You, do you have that other one? Yeah, we have Rocky on there. And, and, and when you really start to process this and really start to think about the movies that you've watched, um, you are more familiar with the sound of the movie versus the actual scene itself. And when you start to really put things together, you know, Jason or, you know, Michael Myers is a, a, a scary figure, I guess, on his own. But when you put the music with Jason, when you put the music with Michael Myers, you, you know, you know, Superman, uh, he, he can do some incredible things. But Superman's really not Superman without the Superman music. 
Sometimes the sound is more important than the actual scene itself. And what I love about the God that we serve is that he says that I don't have to be predisposed. I don't have to be subject to the sound that goes with the circumstances and situations in my, my life. He has given me the ability to write my own sound. Yeah, I know it was a bad scene, and I know it was a bad day, but I don't have to go along with that sound. He has given me the ability through prayer to create my own sound. Sometimes it's, it's, just, it's just not that bad, but it feels bad because of all the noise that comes along with it. And sometimes the best way to turn down the noise is to create your own sound. You, you see, sometimes I can't get to the pause button fast enough. Sometimes I can't turn it down quick enough. But I can create my own sound if I know how to. One of the most impressive things I've ever seen about my wife, she had just come out of surgery, and I don't even know what she was there for. I can't remember exactly. But she was, still, she was just coming out of anesthesia. And, and, and she opened her eyes, and she was all groggy, and she says, put on some worship music. I fell in love with the girl all over again. Listen to me, because there was something happening inside of her heart and in her mind that she needed to drown out, and she had to create a sound because she couldn't get to turn hers down fast enough. God says, listen, if you've got a relationship with me and you're my child, I've given you the ability to create your own sound. You see, sometimes it's, difficult to deal with the situations and circumstances that are dealt to us in life because I can find myself in a place in a scene of my life that I didn't create for myself a loved one passes away and and and, and the career fizzles out and the marriage falls apart and the finances are not coming together and I can find myself in a space or in a scene of my life that I did not create for myself but what's amazing about that is I don't have to go along with what's been given to me I can create the sound for myself I can get myself out of this situation if I do understand and know how to pray So I have three little points <laughs> that I don't want to talk to you about today. Let's go back to verse 25. They're not in any specific order. order <clears throat> excuse me. But these are three thoughts or ideas that I pulled from this narrative that is so very popular. So let's set the scene before <clears throat> we read. Um, Paul and Silas are, have arrived in Philippi is a Roman colony, and um, they are there on a missionary trip. They're there to plant a church, and um, when they get there, they encounter this slave girl <coughs> um, who is demon-possessed, um, but she has the ability to read fortunes. She's like a palm reader or something like that. So they encounter this girl, and um, uh, to be honest with you, and even says it in some translations, is that Paul finally gets aggravated with the little girl. And he turns around and he delivers her. He casts the demon out of her. 
And then her owners see this, and they are, are, are upset because now they've lost their ability to make money off this little girl because she can't read fortunes anymore. So the owner, you know, he, he conjures up this story against Paul and Silas, and he takes it to um, the authorities that are there, and they believe the story. So they, 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 they seize Paul and Silas, and they strip them naked in public. Um, they, they beat them bloody. They take them and they throw them into a prison and then they torture them because they put them in these things called stocks. And those, those stocks were used to torture a person further. So not only did they get thrown in prison, not only did they get beaten while they're in prison, they're being tortured. So the moment that is so famous is preceded by one of the most painful moments they had ever been through in their lives. This is the scene that we're getting ready to walk into. Now watch this. Verse 25. And at midnight, Paul and Silas <clears throat> prayed and sang praises unto God, and the prisoners heard them. The first word that I want you to write down is perspective. Shout perspective. Funny thing about <coughs> perspective, excuse me, um, is, is it's, your, it's, it's your point of view. It is, it is your position, it is your, your stance. And uh, when your life is framed by prayer, it helps to shape your perspective about external situations that you deal with. Shout perspective. It's very important to make sure that your perspective in life is shaped by prayer because oftentimes you cannot control the things that happen outside of you. So my perspective or my stance about what I'm going through has to be fortified by God's structure. And the way that I do that is to make sure that I have a framed prayer life. Yes? We are so often, I guess, enamored by the fact that Paul and Silas praised. But I want to be very clear, and us preachers can do a bad job with this text, is that we can be Captain Obvious sometimes in the easy layup kind of thing, and we talk about the praise, but we never talk about the prayer. Now watch this. If their perspective was not right, they would have never made it to a praise. If, if, if they didn't have the right perspective, if they didn't have a God perspective on what they were going through, they would never made it to this, 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 this amazing praise that shook the foundation that they sat in. And what I wanted to tell you today is that the way that you get to a powerful praise is prayer. Yes. Be, be, because, because prayer shapes my perspective. And I may never get to a praise that can change my life if I don't know how to pray. Child perspective. What I love about this moment that they have is that their internal disposition was not connected to their external circumstance. 
You see, to, to access the thing that prayer does, excuse me, pray, praise does for you, you have to have a framed up prayer life. Okay, you say, well, Wanzo, this is, this is, this is good, and I, and I get that, but, but why does it even matter? It, because we can get into our darkest moments, and we want a way out of our dark moments, and I, this is so, such a cool fact. At midnight means it was the darkest of the night. <clears throat> At your darkest moment, you won't be able to draw on a praise if you don't know how to pull a praise to you through prayer. You see, you may never get out your dark moment if you don't know how to praise your way out. But the first thing that you have to be able to do is pray your way into it. Oh, my gosh. I've got to be able to pray my way into it. Okay. <laughs> so here's why I say, right? But Wanzo, that was just an instance that Paul and Silas were praying. But Paul and Silas was always looking for a spot to pray. And I didn't show it to you because I'm that kind of preacher. And I'm going to read it for you so that you get my point. Watch this. Verse 16. It says this. And it came to pass as we went to prayer, they met this woman, this damsel, that caused them these issues. Now watch this. There was no synagogue at the time. They were there to establish a church. They were there to plant a church. So every day, the most important thing they had on their menu to do that day was to pray. They had a lifestyle of prayer. Listen to me, y'all. You are going to experience some things in your life that are going to make you feel like you're not going to make it. But if you can pray your way to a praise, you can work your way through it. I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself, but this, this is no Sunday morning praise. Okay, I'm going to tell you what I mean by that. This is not a call and response. This is, this is, this is no words on the screen. This is not Tina and, and Portia harmonizing over the smooth sounds of our band. They were sitting in the middle of their darkest moment ever, and they had to pray their way to a praise. They weren't provoked to a praise. They had to pray their way to a praise. Yahweh, and we sit out there, and that's good, Yahweh. Listen to me. When you get yourself in, into something that you can't get out of, gosh, you got to be able to pray your way to it. I got to pray up a praise sometimes because I don't feel it. It doesn't match the moment. I, I, I'm hearing this narrative, and I feel all of this noise, and I've got to be able to say to myself, God is greater than anything that I'm facing. Let's get some more of this. Mm -hmm. Let's go back to verse 25. <laughs> oh, boy. And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God, and the prisoners did what? Heard them. The next word I want you to write down is prelude. <clears throat> I 
think I mentioned to you that, um, and it's funny that I say stuff that, stuff that I say because I'm a preacher. Um, and um, we do some funny things sometimes. We do, right? I mean, because it's hard to be a preacher. If you had to stand up here, I, this is my thing. If you come up here one time and preach, okay, I give you some credit. You did good. That's great. But come up here every week. Because y'all some funny acting people. Y'all will sit and look at me like I've said nothing of substance. So what we tend to have to do is that we've got to pick out the massive moments in Scripture and make it a layup so we can just get a little movement, a little involvement, just a little agreeance out of the crowd. And sometimes we miss the most important part of the text. When, when, when you read this, and the part that we like to, to frame up and, and to put in lights is the fact that they praised and it shook the foundation of the prison they were in. But the power wasn't in the praise. The power was in the prelude to the praise. You see, the power happened before the praise even took place. That is where we have to get to. Yes, you have to praise your way through. But more importantly, you've got to be able to pray your way to a praise. It's funny, I grew up, I grew up hip-hop, I did. And uh, I remember when, when, when these, these rap artists, they had no idea what a prelude is. But every, every tape... had multiple preludes on it. And, and, and you know what a prelude is? It's like, an, it's like an impromptu, you know, short narrative or song. And it's just an instrumental, and they just rock out. And then that leads you to the main chorus. Paul and Silas, in their darkest hour at midnight, starts a prelude. They start praying an impromptu prayer, and they just start telling God how awesome he is and how great he is. And then it led to the main course of the praise that shifted the foundation that they were sitting on. The power wasn't in the praise. The power was in the prelude. Shout prelude. You, 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 you see, when, when, when you see people pour out and they do amazing things for God, it's not about what they did on the stage. Oh, y'all. When, when you see a mother operating as a mother and she's doing her thing, it's not about what she's doing in the moment. It's about her being on her knees, getting the strength and the courage to be a mom the way that she's being a mom. Gosh, y'all, shout prelude. Because that happens before the main course. Before I take my stage, I got to have an impromptu prayer. Okay, okay. Only have three little points. I pray you're getting something because I'm done. <laughs> Shall I pray, Lou? Can I say it like this? Say yes. Every good praise has a prelude. Every good one. 
It's funny, I know they're not going to mind me saying this, but last Sunday, <coughs> the band goes through the songs, and they run through them. It's called, what is it called? Not mic check, what is it called? Sound check. You're checking the sound. <laughs> and uh, we're in here, and um, Wisteria James had missed the Sunday before. And uh, I know they desperately wanted to be here. And um, I could see them walking up the, the hallway. And I forget the song we were singing at the time. But as soon as that sound hit their ears, they started into a praise. This is just practice. But there was something that, <laughs> there was something in their minds and their heart that had already taken place before they showed up here. Mm -mm. So I don't need, a, listen to me, I don't need a stage to get my praise in place. All I need is to make sure I've got a prelude. I've got to make sure that my heart is positioned and my mind is positioned to be able to receive from God and, and be able to, to perceive what he's doing in my life. We're on a timetable in the morning before service, and we've got things to do, but when they came in, they just kept it going. Shout prelude. Okay. Let's get a little more. Let's go to verse 25. <clears throat> and at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed. Comma, I like, I don't know why that sticks out to me. Prayed, comma, and sang praises unto God. The prisoners heard them, and suddenly there was a great earthquake. So the foundation of the prison's, prison was shaken. And immediately all the doors were open, and everyone's bands were loosed. And the keeper of the prison awakened out of his sleep, and seeing the prison doors, he drew, seeing the prison doors open, he drew, his, drew out his sword. And would have killed himself, supposing that the prisoners had fled. But Paul cried with a loud voice, saying, do, do, do thyself no harm, for we are all here. Then he called for a light and sprang in and came trembling and fell down before Paul and Silas and brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? Last and final point is the word perception. Perspective is my position. Perception is my interpretation. Now, it was at or around midnight, <coughs> the darkest hour, that Paul and Silas conjured up enough spiritual um, currency to pray. And after they prayed, the text allows us to know um, that after they prayed, they went into this amazing praise. And I, I fantasize when I read scripture. I always said to myself, well, what song did they sing? <laughs> yeah. Like, does that ever hit your radar? What we do know, right? What we do know specifically that it was a hymn. Right, it beckons back to like Psalms. But if, if, if I were there, if I, it was Paul, Silas, and Wanzel, we, we would have sung, this is the day, this is the day 
that the Lord has made, that the Lord has made. I will rejoice, I will rejoice and be glad in it. Oh, this is the day that the Lord has made. Yeah, I will rejoice and be glad in it. This is the day. This is the day that the Lord has made. I thought they would have done something like that. I felt that in my spirit. Y'all want to do it again? This is the day that the Lord has made. That the Lord has made. Give the Lord some praise. So now, after they sang praises unto God, here's where the miracle took place. It says, after they sang, then an earthquake happened that shook the foundation. takes place after they prayed and they praised. Now watch this. The earthquake was so violent and so intentional. I pick my words. Violent and intentional. That it loosed. Every ounce of bondage that was on them. Now, what blew my mind about the text, y'all, I'm telling you now, I had to sit here for a minute and try to figure this out. It's because they prayed, and then they praised, and then God performed a miracle. He loosed them, but they didn't leave. No, it blew me, y'all. I was messed up in the text. I'm just trying to figure. They, 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 They stayed there. As a matter of fact, Paul yells out to the guard to say, listen, bro, don't kill yourself. We're not going anywhere. We're still here. But that goes back, y'all, listen to me now, to perception. We tend to think that deliverance means release. Gosh, 
but whom the Son sets free is free indeed. So if they would have moved on this act of God and ran out the prison because of this earthquake, the prisoners would have been tracked down, put back in prison because they had not been released, they had not been freed. So Paul says, I can perceive what God is doing in this moment. He wants me to have freedom where I am. He wants me to have peace where I am, but he hadn't released me yet. Oh. So he says, chill out, bro. We're still here. We're going to stay here because I can perceive what God is doing. So because of this great act, I'm not talking about this act of God. I'm talking about this act of Paul and Silas. The prisoner says, I've never seen anything like this. You could have ran, but you didn't. I need some of that Jesus that you got. <laughs> I need some of that confidence that you have. I need some of that peace that surpasses all understanding that you have. So, sirs, tell me. Oh, gosh, y'all. Sirs, tell me how I can be saved. So, listen, as a result of Paul and Silas's ability to pray, watch me now. I honestly believe that the perception was given when they prayed. Mm -hmm. the, pray, the praise provoked the performance of God. And then after God moved, because they had the proper perception, then God was able to give them freedom fully. Watch this now. This is, this is, this is the part that's going to mess y'all up. This is the part we don't get. You see, most of us, when God moved, we'd have ran. Because that was God. Yes? Paul says, watch it, read the text. He says, listen, I'm not going anywhere. They unjustly brought me in here. So this is what you do. You're going to tell the magistrate. You're going to tell those in authority to come walk us up out of here. You see, y'all don't understand the power that you have. You don't understand the God that you serve. He said the same people that put you in here are the same ones that are going to walk you out. You don't have to run. It is all about your perception. I have to be, in, I have to be able to interpret a move of God. Paul says, I ain't going nowhere, man. Chill out, man. I'm good. I got freedom. You see, I'm, I'm free in the middle of my storm. I have peace in the middle of my pain. He says, I don't need to go anywhere. Tell your neighbor, stop running. You see, God ain't called you. He hadn't called his sons and daughters to run. Since I got peace in this moment, bro, calm down. That is the place that we, God wants us to arrive to. So last week we talked about prayer and petition is the pathway to God's peace. It's funny, scripture tells you that you won't, be, you won't be able to process God's peace. You won't be able to understand it. It surpasses all understanding. 
how is it that you sit there in the moment where God has given you deliverance? But you got peace that you don't understand. I guarantee you if he would have turned to Paul and said, Paul, why are you still sitting here? I don't know, bro. I just got peace. He's going to walk me up out of here. Listen, God's going to give me a personal escort up out of here. I don't have to run. Thank you for streaming the latest message from Truth Movement Church. We pray that you found something in God's word that you can deposit into your heart for future use. To stay connected with our ministry, like us on Facebook or Instagram, or learn more about us by visiting www.truthmovementchurch.org.